checking on his stick. We are chicken on a stick. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome, welcome. Today we're talking about my choice, yep. which is kind of just a like I looked at our movie shelf and went, "What do I want to do?" Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, that sounds good. It's a lot of movies, and it's uh, 2011's Attack the Block. Attack the Block, which uh, I've seen a number of times. I definitely know I showed Maggie at some point. She's totally forgot about it. So this I, is basically a first viewing. Yeah, I do not remember this movie whatsoever. Uh, so we will get into it to talk about the movie in just a second. Yep. What are you doing? We need to go down. I ain't going down. There's too many things down there out to get me. Get me. What you say? Bear police, crazy gangsters, or fucked up monsters down there? Okay, good. Let's not go down. Where can we go? We'll go into Ron's weed room. What's Ron's weed room? It's a big room full of weed, and it's Ron's. It's good. It's good. It's like Fort fucking knocks up there. Okay, so attack the block. Mm-hmm. Before we really dive into it, to just kind of go over a couple things. Um, it's a 2011 British science fiction comedy horror film written and directed by Joe Cornish. This is his feature film debut as a director. Mm-hmm. Starring John Boyega, Jodie Whittaker, and Nick Frost are kind of the three biggest names out of this. Right. Um... John Boyega would go on, you know, not too long after this to be in the Star Wars sequel series, uh, as well as a number of other things. Jodie Whittaker, uh, most famously, I don't know, a couple years ago, was a Doctor Who in the Doctor Mm -hmm. Who franchise. Yeah. Don't ask me about it. I don't watch it, so I don't know anything other than she was in it. (laughs) And then Nick Frost, very famous from his collaborations with Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg in the Cornetto trilogy of Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and At World's End. See, I love those movies. Those are really good movies. Yes, they are. Um, So this movie is very interesting. It's got quite a few um, other names in it of, like, young actors who, again, in 2011 were basically nobodies at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of them, this is like their only credit or they've done one or two other things shortly after this and nothing since yeah the one that stands out the most to me and i'm probably going to mispronounce his name is franz drama 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 um he went on to be in the cw arrowverse shows where Uh. he played um one of the characters across a couple of different shows uh what a fire something mm-hmm. um he was an arrow flash legends of tomorrow all that um, stuff yeah so he, he was all over those things for a while um outside of that joe cornish like i said this was his first directorial debut um he before this in the same year alongside stephen moffat and edgar wright wrote the adventures of tintin which was an animated yeah. movie that came out that same year. And then he also co-wrote with Edgar Wright, Adam McKay, and Paul Rudd, the first Ant-Man movie. Ah. Um, 
And then he would go on to direct a movie called The Kid Who Would Be King in 2019. And he's mm-hmm. done... Um, his newest thing is something that either came out earlier this year or is coming out this year. I think it came out in the beginning of the year called Lockwood & Co. It's a Netflix TV show of some sort. I don't know anything about it just because we don't really watch too many TV shows. Nope. So We're, we're, a, we're a streaming household. Yeah. Um... So those were his his credits. Now, as for this movie itself, just kind of give a little quick synopsis on it, because uh, there's a little bit of information here that's kind of fun to know that you would not really pick up in the movie, mm-hmm. or if you're not from England, I suppose, probably wouldn't really know this information either. But the film centers on teenage street gang who have to defend themselves from predatory alien invaders on a council estate in South London on Guy Fawkes Night. Now, if you're a dumb American like we are, you might go, what the fuck is a council estate? Speak for yourself. Do you know what a council estate is? Yes. What is it? I lived in England, remember. Okay, yeah. Do you know what a council estate is, though? Yeah, I knew that there were fireworks. What? No. A council estate? And do you think fireworks? Oh, I thought you were... Never mind. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's like section a uh section eight a eight. Oh, yeah eight <laughs> um stop correcting me <laughs> so yes uh the quick look up basically it's british public public housing uh that's built by local authorities and was established during in 1919 from the housing act of 1919 and lasted all the way up till 1980 Um, And then they haven't really built many of them since. Uh, It just kind of looks like a giant apartment tower, basically. But there's supposed to be some shops and stuff in there uh, and some other things like that. Yeah. Now, Guy Fox Night, definitely more familiar for people. If you've watched uh, a little movie called V for Vendetta, there's a whole... That movie's pretty centric about Guy Fox and all that stuff. Um, Another good movie. It is also aware, if you've ever heard anybody on the internet on November 5th say, remember, remember the 5th of November, that's also where that comes from. Um, basically, its history begins with the events of November 5th, 1605, when Guy Fox, a member of the gunpowder plot, was arrested while guarding explosives the plotters had placed beneath the House of Lords. Um... So, basically, they wanted to blow up the House of Lords and, and all that sort of stuff. Right. Revolution. Woo. Woo. Or something along those lines. Who knows? Uh, so, that kind of explains the setting of the movie. Because the movie, there's a lot of fireworks and stuff going on. So, it's kind of like, what are they celebrating? What's going on? You don't get an exact date or time of when this is exactly taking place. There is one line of dialogue where... A character does say Halloween was last week. Right. So you know it's in early November, but mm-hmm. you're like, what What? What do yeah. they celebrate early November? And that's what it's about. Viva la resistance. Yeah, something along those lines. Now to get into the actual movie. The movie opens with a shot of the sky, just a bunch of stars... And then we see a shooting star go by. Uh, We pan down and we're starting to see some fireworks. People are celebrating. 
Uh, it is nighttime, and we're seeing a what I assume is like a train station or mm-hmm. maybe a bus station. Uh, it's not exactly clear. Some sort of station where a bunch of people are getting off. And this woman's leaving the, the station. She's on her phone. She's speaking with her mother. This is Jodie Whittaker. Um, we don't find out her name yet, but her character's name is Sam. That'll not be revealed for a while. Right. Uh, but she's just basically talking to her mother, saying, oh, I got off work late. I'm heading home now. No big deal. As she's walking on these empty streets in South London, she does... She walks by this wall that has graffiti on it, mm-hmm. and the graffiti is the five names of the kids we're about to meet, basically our main set of characters. Right. So it'll say, like, Moses, Biggs, um, whatever else their names are, I don't really remember. As she's walking down the street, she does see in the distance, though, some people standing in the road. Mm-hmm. Um They've all got, like, hoodies on, and they've got little, like, masks over their face. It's very intimidating. And they're doing exactly what you think they're doing. They're mugging her. Yep. They ask for her phone, some money. Uh, They take a ring off of her. Mm -hmm. Which she tries to put up a fight over, and they have a little scruffle. Yeah. Um, And as that's happening, all of a sudden, they, like, their attention gets caught by something coming out of the sky and crash landing into the car that they were next to. Right. Like a little asteroid just fell out of the sky, basically. And while that's happening, and while the kids are all distracted or all the teenage the teenage gangsters are distracted, Sam gets up and runs away. Right. Um, the leader of this gang, John Boyega, a character named Moses, goes and inspects the car and they're like well what the fuck just happened like yeah. meteor or something maybe we can get money with it or whatever and something s- scratches his face and jumps at him basically. right and it's like this little creature that at first they think is maybe like a dog or something but i think they like say like it's like an orangutan that escaped the zoo like or something yeah um that just happened to fall out of the sky right of course as what as they do um, Moses does get to, he stabs the creature to get it off of him and it kind of scurries away. And he stands up and he's got these new, these three like deep scratch marks on the side of his face now. And they decide like, okay, well, because that thing attacked me, we're going to go kill it. Yeah. Like any red blooded street gang does. Yeah. Let's go kill that dog. <laughs> let's show it who's boss. So they chase, they chase after it, uh, and it, it goes to, like, a, like a shed, I guess is what you'd call it. The, the creature basically corners itself in the shed, and it's, it's relatively small, so they're not, like, intimidated by it or anything. They shoot some fireworks into this shed, which kind of disorients the creature, and then Moses goes in alone, and then he calls for help, and the rest of the kids come in, and basically they just beat the thing to death. I was team creature. You were team why? Yeah. Because they just mugged a lady and they seem really shitty and proud of it and now they want to go get revenge on what they think was a dog. I was like, Team Alien! <laughs> Kick those kids' asses. Uh, they come out, the creature's dead, uh, and as they're sort of celebrating, like, what do we do with it? We gotta sell it, whatever. Let's let's go take it to Ron's place. He watches all that natural national geographic 
shit and whatever. Animals. And Ancient aliens. Discovery. Discovery. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, as they're celebrating, the camera kind of pans to the sky again. We see another asteroid coming to Earth, but it zooms in and it's a ton of them. There's right. a bunch of them. So more creatures are coming. Yeah. This is where we get the title screen. Attack the block. Attack the block. <laughs> That's it. I'm also, throughout this, I'm going to show you what what kindness and like how one how you should carry yourself if you may or may not agree with another person what does that mean you piped up a lot during midsummer so i'm just Did gonna, I? i'm just gonna be polite well the point of this is to have a discussion so you can jump in and share your thoughts and say whatever you want to say okay <laughs> i <laughs> also if someone tr- a, if anyone tried to mug me in the streets, especially a group of kids, I would laugh so hard. What are you going to take? What? If they pulled the knife out on you? you? Oh, you're just saying you don't have anything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have jewelry. I don't carry... No one carries cash anymore. You probably have more in your bank account than I do, so help me. <laughs> you help me. <laughs> you're going to try and mug them? Yeah. Mm. Fucking kids. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, somehow I feel like that approach won't work. Take my shoes off and throw it at him. Easy. Mm, yeah, make it even worse. Heathens. <laughs> okay, then. Um, we catch up with Sam, who's getting back to basically her apartment complex. As she's walking in, this elderly woman stops and asks if she needs help, takes her up to her apartment, gets her some water, asks her what's happening. Um and she basically says, I got mugged by these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already talked to the cops, but they said it's so busy tonight that they can't, they can't send somebody out right away. Uh, and, and this is where, again, it doesn't really fill you in that it's Guy Fox night. You just know that there's fireworks going off. So knowing now that it's like a, a, a recognized sort of holiday type thing, it makes a little bit more sense that just a bunch of people are out yeah. partying, having a good time, shooting right. fireworks, whatever. So the the cops probably at this point already have their handful dealing with, you know, people throwing off fireworks where they shouldn't be or people drunk and disorderly and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we get here. She she does call the kids fucking monsters. Yeah, which they are. <laughs> which uh, kind of plays to the duality of the situation where, like, um... It's one of those things where it's like, is the monster really the monster, or is the humans are the monsters? It's the human s- sort of situation. It's the human. Yeah. 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 Uh, this is where we find out that Moses, his name is Moses, or at least that's what he goes by. Right. He's the leader of this gang of five, and they. This is where they also decide to take the alien to a guy they know. Um, which is Tehran, who lives also in the same building and sells weed. He lives at the very top penthouse, and it's got a big old green weed room. Yeah. And just is just an old fat guy that just <laughs> has a bunch of kids come over. Um, as they're entering the building, we do run into a group of girls that they talk to for a minute. They show the dead alien to them. Uh, obviously, that they don't buy it. They just think it's some sort of 
thing that they bought at, like, a store or something. Oh, yeah, isn't that where they said, like, did you get that from, like, a Halloween store or something? Like, yeah, Halloween was the last This is where they mentioned that Halloween was the, a week yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the movie's basically slowly introducing us to characters that we're going to be seeing again. Uh, these girls will come back later. Uh, we also meet another guy at this point. He's in the... I won't really... It's not really a lobby, but... The bottom, he's not like the ground floor waiting for the elevator. Kind of like a mezzanine or something. Sure. Um, and it's this, just this white guy listening to music uh, as the gang sort of rolls up and he sees them and he's kind of like intimidated by them. He's definitely older than they are. Right. Um, at one point, the only character we actually get a, sh- there's like two characters we get an age of. Um but one, and it's one of them's Moses, and he says he's only fifteen. So this guy's got to at least be eighteen, yeah, 19, 18 or nineteen, maybe even early twenties. I'd actually say probably early twenties, just because some of the throwaway dialogue later on about paying rent and stuff. And he just he has a very meek, uh, you know, way about himself. He looks like someone that probably got bullied a lot in school. Like he's very, you know. Doesn't want to make eye contact. Very quiet. Yeah. Uh, So he gets intimidated by them and says, I'll take the next one while all the kids get on the elevator and ride it up. Um, We do see at this point that the cops did show up and they're talking to Sam and she's giving them a description. She gives a very poor description. They're like, do you know what they were wearing? And she's like, yeah. One of them had, like, a knitted cap with um, the, the balls on them. Yeah. The little fuzzy dangly balls. Those little fuzzy dangly balls, whatever those are called. The little puffy thing. The pom-pom. Yeah, things, pom-pom. Whatever. Uh, and then the, the main one, the leader, he had a black baseball cap with a red brim on it. Which is just like, man, that sounds very generic. It's like, throw a rock out there right now and hit five, ten people that have that same exact hat. Yeah. Um, while they're doing that, all the kids are kind of uh, going up the elevator then up some stairs and stuff and they're all hilariously this is sort of the situation where they're the kids are like they're shown to be kids basically and it's they're acting all tough and like gangsters and stuff like when they mugged her they were trying to act all hard and all that stuff but now they're like calling their moms and being like i know i'll be back at 10 p.m okay i understand i'll be there Uh, blah 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 there's really only two that aren't like... Well, there's five of them, but two of them aren't like that. And it's Moses and the other guy mm-hmm. whose name is... Was it Dennis? I do not remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it's Dennis. I don't remember if they give him a name, like a nickname. I don't remember what they call him. But those two... Moses, we don't get much revealed about his life or family life or anything right away. Dennis, while he stops at home, um, at one point, he, he basically, he is a shithead. Like, he's just a straight up shithead, period, the whole time. The other kids have their moments of, like, being crappy and trying to be, like, these tough gangsters, but also are like, yes, mom, I'll be back at ten. I just gotta, I just gotta do something. I'll be back. It's fine. Like, they act very childish. Um, it's all, it's also for me that everybody, all the kids, at least anyway, everyone seems to have 
this super thick Cockney accent that combined with all of the kid slang and then everyone talking 90 miles per minute, I could barely understand a fucking thing anyone was saying half the time. <laughs> I did not have that issue. Bro. Yeah, in, in it. In it. In it. Oh, bro. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not shitting on the accent. I'm just saying it was hard to understand. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, so the kids get to the top floor. They bring the alien. They knock on the door. And the door is answered by Ron, who is played by Nick Frost. And he is this... He's almost like... Uh, he's in like a tracksuit that's like half unzipped. He's got, like, the wife beater on. He's got, like, a gold chain. His hair is, like, greasy-looking and kind of, like, shoulder-length but parted in the middle. It's not a good look for him. He looks kind of what you would say, like, a... I don't... Kind of like a stereotypical overweight gangster kind of look to it. Yeah. Um, But he's there. He lets them in. Did you ever see Pineapple Express? Yeah. But you know the curly-haired guy, the one that kept getting shot and injured, how he would dress? Danny he would, McBride? Danny McBride. He would wear, like, the wind track suit with a wife beater yeah. and a gold chain. That definitely reminds me of that now. Um, <laughs> so they get inside, and in the room, the white guy we saw earlier is there. We'll find out later. His name is Bruce, I believe. Um, so he was there to buy weed. <laughs> They're talking to Ron. They're all just kind of sitting around the table, chit-chatting, like, we killed a fucking alien. Maybe we should sell it. Maybe we go to the news. We go to the tabloids. Where can we get the money? best money from? It's just these kids coming up with like... One of the kids says eBay. Yeah, so they come up with dumb schemes to try and make some money off of this thing. And Moses, being the only one who actually has like any sort of intelligence, like brains between them. A loose term. No, he's, he's relatively... In comparison, for, in comparison, in comparison to, them, to his I cohorts, guess. Yes. Okay. Uh, he asks Ron if they can keep the alien there. He wants to put it in the weed room because that's the most secure place in the block. And Ron goes, look, I just work here. Mm-hmm. You gotta ask the boss. Which is also kind of hilarious that they went to see him specifically. But he doesn't make the rules. There's somebody above him. Right. So we go into this weed room, which is like behind this big, thick door it is sort of like a fort noxy bank vault kind of thing and it is just this weed room and inside we see two people uh they're listening to a song that's just on repeat throughout like the whole movie uh i don't know for certain if this was intentional or if this is what they were just kind of going for but i almost feel like the the character we're introduced here is hi-hats he's the boss he's the one who like I'm going to give you the weed, you go sell it, you bring the money back to me. Okay. From his character appearance and the fact that he listens to this same song t- twice, it doesn't sound like a lot, but the only, there's not like a bunch of characters listening to music throughout this. Right. So the two times where people are actually listening to music, it's him and he's listening to the same exact song. I almost got the feel that like, it's his song. His song, yeah, that he did. And he's trying to be like a gangster rapper while doing the drug stuff on the side and whatever. Yeah. And it is an awful song. Yeah. Although it is also stupid catchy because it's like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, 
And he tries to look so tough when he yeah. sings along to it. Yeah. Um, so Moses brings in the alien. They set it down on table. He kind of looks at it. He puts his aviator sunglasses on it. Um, and then he's like, look, I don't give a shit about this stuff. Do whatever. But then he goes, look, you're old enough to start selling for me. So here's some white stuff. I I assume it was, like, cocaine or something and not just weed. Yeah, I think it was, like, it was cocaine. supposed to be, like, harder stuff. And he's like, sell this, bring the money back to me. We'll be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Moses takes it. He puts it, tucks it into a sock because I guess that's a safe place to carry things. It's hidden in a cigarette box, empty cigarette box. Yeah. I would also like to make a note. That at this point in the movie, I did physically write down in my notes, am I supposed to like any of these characters at any point because they are all insufferable? <laughs> Continue. She's just a hater. Today, no, is what no, it is. no. Um, as they're going to leave, the kids do notice outside of the window more of the aliens landing. And Nick Frost's character, Ron, just goes, oh, fireworks, lovely. He just doesn't seem to notice that these things are falling out of the sky and into crashing, the ground, crashing, not shooting up and exploding. Yeah, he's not a smart man. No. Uh, so the kids decide: look, if we can get money off this first one, let's go kill all the ra- let's go kill more of them, and we'll make even more money. So this is where they kind of all suit up. We see like inside their homes. They're like one of them lives with his grandmother, and he's kind of nice to her. He's like, "Don't worry, Grandma. I'll be safe. I'll be back." Um, we see the the one kid talking to his mom, going, "I just gotta go lock up my bike. Just ten more minutes. Ten more minutes." Mm-hmm. And then we see Dennis being shitty. He goes in. He first off, he grabs a katana off the wall. They've got uh, a, a racks of katanas, like three. shelves with three katanas on it and grabs the biggest one off and he goes to leave and he just has like an argument with his dad he's like where do you think you're going he goes wherever i want he goes take the dog with you and he's like fine and he goes and gets his dog (laughs) to take with him um and then we see moses go into his house but we do not follow him no we just he walks in and the door shuts so he's still you know where we're seeing these other kids are still kids uh, when it comes down to it, they're just acting tough. We're not seeing anything about Moses, so we don't know what's going on there. Uh, they all gra- <laughs> they're all grabbing weapons. The one kid grabs a bunch of fireworks, the katana, baseball bat, all this stuff. They get outside. One kid with the glasses grabs a machete. He has, like, a tiny machete. It's just in his bedroom. Just in his bedroom. They go outside, and they run into these two little kids. Who are also, they're like, they look up to them. They want to be gangsters just like them. They're like, right. let us be with you. Come on. Yeah. We're, we're old enough now. We're cool. Uh, we'll find out later that they're like eight years old, nine years old. So they're yeah. relatively young in comparison. But we'll see them a bunch throughout. Uh, basically, they just chase after the teens as they ride off. Um. The gang does get to a crash site. It's in, like, a park. Um, you see, like, the tree that it crashed through. The branches are all, like... Everything's disheveled. Not melted or anything, but it looks like something really hot went through them because the edges, edges are, like, 
singed or still <laughs> burning, basically. And when they walk up to it, they're like, yo, this thing is three times bigger than the thing before. Because right. it looks, there's like a black sort of ball type thing that it looks like it came out of. And they realize that it's much bigger. And they're like, okay, let's not, maybe we don't fuck with it. Yeah. And just at the moment, one of them does notice something off in the distance. Like, it's, it's right there. Yeah. And then the dog, being a dog, unlike Max, <laughs> uh, unlike our dog, chases after it. Oh, yeah. Max would never chase after her. Um, the dog runs up to, like, this playground in the distance over a little bit of a hill so you don't get to see what happens. But you hear the dog going and barking. And then we see this figure drop down from the top of, like, a jungle gym thing. And you hear the dog go, Ooh. They killed the dog. That made me mad. Why'd you have to take the dog? Uh, Dennis wants to go get revenge, so he's, he's ready to start going towards the where the alien was with his katana. What was the dog's name? Bogo? P- Pogo, maybe? Pogo? Yeah. Something with a P. Um, we see the figure now off in the distance. It's like shadowy, it's, it's black, it's off in the distance, you can't really tell. And they see something glowing. They're like, oh, I can see its eyes. And Moses goes, I don't think those are its eyes. And it roars, and it's got, like, three rows of very sharp, sh- glow-in-the-dark blue yeah. teeth. Yeah. And it makes a very, it's like, was it like a screechy sound? It's like a screechy sound, yes. A little raptor-ish. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's just a big silhouette and then glowing teeth. Yeah, so they see that, and they decide to run away. They're like, no, fuck that. That thing's huge. Let's get out of here. They run away. As they're running away, um, the cops show up. The cops who are interviewing Sam show up, and they're in the little, like, cop van. And they capture Moses. They handcuff him, open up the back of the van. Sam's in there. And they, Sam's like, that's definitely him. Yeah, and they find all the, the drugs on him. They find he's got a knife. His knife, the And phone. then the phone. Yeah, so they're like, oh, yeah, we've got a couple things to, to take him down for. Uh, so they throw him in the back of the van. They move Sam to the front so that she's not, like, sitting in the back with him. And as they're doing that, Sam notices in the rear view mirror, or in one of the side mirrors, something moving behind all the cars. And the other kids are up on, like, this little... Like a bridge. Walkway bridge thing. Kind of watching, like, one of them shouts, like, yo, fuck the pigs, or yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Um, and Sam's like, you know the rest of them are right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> she, like, points them out, and they just, like, duck down. Uh, but they notice the one coming down the street, but also there's one up on a roof across from them. So now there's at least two of these creatures. Dun, dun, dun. Now, as the cops are sort of calling it in, one's sitting... Uh, like right outside the passenger side of the vehicle, uh, which would technically be the driver's side for us, but because it's in the UK, it's the passenger side. I had to remember that. Yeah, good job. The other one's in the back. He like just shut the back of the van, basically, and he hears something, and he turns around, and all of a sudden, one of the aliens jumps him, just bashes him against the wall, jumps him. Yeah. He's done. The other cop hears that and starts to go towards the back, and he gets jumped. So both the cops are killed. Yeah. Uh, Sam doesn't really exactly see what's going on, but knows something's going on. So um, 
the van starts getting shaked and like attacked by these creatures again she hasn't really seen them so she doesn't know what the fuck's going on just knows something is happening the other kids are like okay well we've got to save them so one of them pulls out this huge ass firework thing Thing, it's like a a big cylinder uh of something that they light and he throws it and it rolls and lands perfectly under the police van and just starts shooting fireworks all over the place these seem to disorient the aliens uh for some reason also all of the smoke and stuff so the kids uh dennis specifically goes up to help also it's good to note too that while all this is happening and sam and moses are in the thing he's like open the door and let me out and she responded the exact same way I would. Fuck you. Yeah. No. You're asking to stay right in there. Yeah. Um, so Dennis rides his little pizza delivery moped thing down the stairs onto the street. Goes up. Uh, opens the door. As he's about to get into the van, one of the creatures attacks. But he manages to kick it away and shuts the door. He lets... Moses out of the little the jail cell thing that he's in <laughs> and they realize okay we can't go out because the aliens are there we're just gonna have to drive away Sam locks herself in the jail cell thing right uh, to kind of stay away from them and then they drive off they they drive forward they just get out of there the creatures are chasing them the other kids start to try and follow they get telephoned and say hey meet us underground right meet us in the parking garage wherever it is um so as they're going uh they kind of come to a stop for a second and sam is like let me the fuck out so she gets out and they're just like look just literally just go home don't leave don't do anything there's fucking aliens out there she's like all right whatever she fucking leaves um As they're, as we cut then to the white guy we saw before, he's walking down the side of the street. He's got a bag of goodies, so all the, like weed and stuff yeah. that he bought, and he clicks his car clicky thing, the key, key fob. fob, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the car that goes off is the one we saw get crushed at the beginning, right? And it's his car, but it's not his car; it's his dad's his car. Dad's car. So he sees that, and he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He jumps over a fence to hide because he hears the cops coming. And he calls Ron and is like, I don't know what happened. Something happened in my dad's car. Like, somebody pipe-bombed it or something. I'm not really sure. Uh, I, I, I just need to come back up there. And Ron is at his window on, like, the top floor, using binoculars, just looking around, going... Surveying the area going no there's no cops you're good come on come back up yeah just do people do that on like high rises high up probably. just have binoculars and like stare out your window at things i mean probably more so if you're a big drug dealer and keeping an eye out on who's coming and going that's true um at this point we the kids again in the van they're going again into like a parking garage place and as they're going down they crash into a car and in the car is hi-hats and his 
little henchman henchman guy and they all get out and they kind of have like this little standoff and hi-hats has a gun pulled on him like what the fuck are you doing and the one kid in the group just straight up explains everything that's happened that night right and hi-hats is like you want me to fucking believe there's aliens and i just love the response of him going if we were gonna lie to you would come up with something better than aliens bro it's aliens but him, like, him pointing the gun at this group of kids because he's mad that they accidentally hit his car was very silly to me. And he he's very threatening, like, oh, I'll shoot you right now. You're yeah. going to shoot a bunch of kids? Really? Why not? Uh-huh. You're a gangster. So Get some street cred. I killed a bunch of <laughs> 10-year-olds. Wow. They're not 10. Whatever, you get my point. Um, as they're doing this in the standoff, uh, the kids notice... Well, they, we hear the screech of an alien, so there's one down there. And they notice it on, like, the ceiling coming up behind them. And they're like, dude, there's an alien literally right behind you. Yeah. And the henchman totally turns around to look. Yeah. And Hi-Hats is like, you think I'm going to fucking fall for that? And he's like, yo, uh, there is something on the roof back there. Hi-Hats turns around. It falls, like, just be- behind his car, so you hardly see it. So he sends this guy to go get it, and he's like... Hell no. And then he points his gun at him, too. He's like, okay. The henchman goes to check it out. Nothing's there. But in this little alcove thing, we see the teeth shining. Right. And it attacks this big... And this dude's huge. This He's guy's a big guy. a very big man. And the thing knocks him to the ground, rips his throat out. Uh, Hi-Hat sees this. Hi-Hat starts to shoot it. As that's happening, all the kids take their chance and deuces, book, book piece, it. piece it out. Good to know, too, that Hi-Hat was Mr. Big Shot, everybody be afraid of me. He's, like, all of 98 pounds and, like, short oh, yeah. and scrawny. He's, He's the most unintimidating person. He kind of reminds me, um, obviously he's supposed to be a more, like, take him serious kind of character, but it's also comedy. He sort of reminds me of the main character from Malibu's Most Wanted, like, Uh, physical appearance-wise. Yeah. He's this scrawny dude who's wearing, like, the baseball cap and, like, a wife beater, tank top type thing, and he's trying to act really hard and stuff. And he's supposed to be, like, everybody's kind of, like, they kind of listen to him and whatever, because obviously he, he, like, runs the roost there sort of thing. But, yeah, it's... Also, Hi-Hats is a stupid name. That I'd is never, the dumbest thing. I'd never thing. be able to take you serious with that name. And again, that goes back to why I think when we're hearing the bah, 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 blah, 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 yeah. that it's his song is because also his name is Hi-Hats, which is the symbol on a drum set. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that. Hi-Hats. Ah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he looks like an idiot. Yeah. Uh, as the gang takes off... Um, they do get attacked by another alien. They're all on, like, a moped and, and uh, a bicycle and another sort of moped thing. And as they're running from it, they get split up. They all kind of... They, they're kind of in pairs of twos, and they sort of get split up. On the bicycle, um, like, they fall over at one point. Uh, one kid jumps into a trash can or... A, uh, sorry, the bin... <laughs> The bin. He jumps into a bin to hide away from it. Um, the other one kind of gets on his bicycle again and just kind of takes off. Um, the others all 
sort of manage in one way or another to make it again to sort of the front door of these apartment places. And Moses gets there first, with, and he has, like, the door open, and then, like, Dennis is there, and, and Dennis... They do this cool thing, which is kind of clever, and it's like, they must have done this sort of shit before, because Moses rides up first, gets off of his, opens the door, holds the door open, and Dennis rides in right after and jumps off of his moped to hit the buttons on the elevator to try and do it, like, as quickly as possible. Right. Um, then the kid with the bicycle shows up. Uh, he's got the glasses, too. And then the kid with the fireworks comes running, and he's running as fast as he can with the creatures behind him he gets in the door and they shut the door but the creature is so strong that it breaks through the door Mm -hmm. and bites the kid in the leg yeah chomps right on him chomps right on his leg they manage to break him free um they don't know where biggs is biggs is the one who jumped into the trash can right Uh, sorry ben (laughs) and they get into the elevator and they ride the elevator um, only to the first floor, though. As they're getting out of the elevator, Sam happens to live on the first floor, and she's going into her apartment, and they see her, and in probably, like, I get it, they're sort of panicked and rushing because they're being attacked, they don't know where one of their friends is, their other one just got bit in the leg. Very assholey, like, force themselves into Sam's apartment. And also, let's look at this through Sam's eyes. Because she got mugged, she got stuck with them, and then now they're bum-rushing her, pushing her into her own apartment. Like, she's having a really bad day. She's not having a great night. It's not a great... And you don't know what's going through her head. Her hands are shaking when she's trying to get in the door. She's like, well, what are they going to do to me now? You know? Uh, While they're in there, they're all just kind of talking. This is another really good scene that I like, where they're... Like, Dennis and Moses and some of the other kids are just kind of talking and saying things. And because they're all, like, 15-ish, and she's probably mid-20s or something. She went to nursing school, so that probably took a few years. They say things, and then she quickly corrects them or says something else, and then they're just like, I, well, I don't know. Yeah. It's, like, a very defensive, like, kid thing to do. Very much um, so. So it, again, shows their, like, true colors of... They'll say one thing, but then when somebody says something else, they're like, well, whatever, I don't know. I don't care. I I felt like they were still so shitty to her, even though, you know, she's, I don't know. I feel like the way that they talk to her, and they keep referring to her as a narc because she pointed them out to the police for something bad that they did to her. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Um, They ask her to help with their friend's leg because they did realize she was a nurse earlier when they were going through her stuff. She refuses yeah, <laughs> because like, of what gonna, they did to her. I'm not going to fucking help you. The, the dialogue goes something along the lines of like, you can help him then. And she goes, no, I'm not going to help him. They're yeah. like, but why? And she goes, what do you mean? <laughs> you know why. You you mugged me earlier. That's, that's why. Idiot. Um, she also doesn't believe their story about aliens. Again, even though she was there in basically part of an attack she didn't really actually see the creatures although i you know i feel like if you're somewhere and there's something let's say you had police around you and then all of a sudden the police are dead or gone Gone. and then things are banging on like the roof of the vehicle you're in and leaving like dents and stuff i I might 
think that maybe there's a creature yeah. or something. <laughs> um, so she does end up happen- helping to patch his leg up. As best um, she can with what she has. She she goes to get the phone at one point to call, like, for help. And they take it from her, thinking she's going to call the police. She goes, I was going to call for help. He needs to go to a hospital. Um, but they don't want to do that. So she patches it up the best that she can, all while the guy with the leg is kind of flirting with her the whole time. Yeah. Asking, like, hey, you look, you look pretty nice. All, all throughout the rest of the movie, he flirts yeah. with her. He, did, he has this weird, like, kid crush, I get the impression of. Because at one point, she's using a small cosmetic scissors to cut his pants. Oh, yeah, this is what it was. <laughs> she, she cuts his pants so that she can a- access the wound better, and he's like, I can take them off if you want. I have some real nice boxers on. The- Calvin Klein, fresh today. Fresh today. She's like, no. Which is such a weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's shooting his shot the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, after they wrap up his leg, uh, one of the aliens does break through the front door. They close, like, a secondary door. This is so weird. This is, like, a weird... Like, we don't have... Well, any apartment I've lived in, we've never had something like this that I can think of. Where, as an adult, I'll say that. Right. Where the front door leads into, like, a small room that Mm -hmm. has another door into something else. Yeah. Because theirs is, like, the front door goes into the communal hallway. Right. To, like, the elevators and stuff. But immediately after that, so you'd like leave your jacket, your shoes, whatever, is another door right. that you could close to separate it off from everything else. Like yeah. ours isn't like that. It's just the front door and then you're, yeah. you're in. You're either in your, or you're out. Might be a European thing. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Um, so the alien breaks in and Moses takes the katana. And when the creature finally gets into the actual room itself, he does manage to kill it. He, like, gives one good swing and cuts, like, halfway through its thick neck. Right. Um, at this point, we do get the kids... Well, now she believes that there's aliens. But also the kids are looking at it. Now they're seeing it actually up close. And they're realizing it looks absolutely nothing like the first one they killed. Right. It is pitch black, dark color... Uh, like spiky looking kind of hair and then obviously the glowing teeth whereas the other one was a like white hairless thing it it was like a Persian are Persians the what are the cats the naked cats not Persian Uh, Sphinx cats sure it's one of those naked looking cats basically which I think are adorable um, so the fun thing about this, just to kind of pause for a second, with the creature effects, is the creatures began with two men in gor- gorilla-like suits with animatronic jaws. Hmm. Post-production added the unearthly qualities such as the spiky fur, which doesn't reflect any light, the claws, and the row of bioluminescent jaws, That's and the even word. some of their movements. So when they're like wiggling around a little bit more, was some of the like visual effects stuff Mm. um the film features over 100 effects shots uh which were completed over the course of four months by a swedish effects house fido Hmm. um yeah i do like then they make a the kids make a note too that it's a it's a shade of black that's not 
a shade that anyone has ever seen before. It's like so cosmically void that they're just surprised by it. And then according to uh, some commentary, they so they screech a lot in this movie. Um, and that was supposed to be echolocation noises made by the creatures or a combination of dolphin sonar mixed digitally with the grunts and snarls of dozens of other animals and even a woman screaming. Oh. Um, and then some puppets were used, such as the smaller hairless alien, um, which apparently terrified the young cast at the time. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and in... in very recently, Cornish, in uh, 2023, Cornish stated the creature designs were partly based on his pet cat who engulfs darkness. Oh, I love that. almost sounds exactly how you could describe our cat. She's a little void. She, she, very, she's, so she is pitch black. Yes. Uh, she doesn't have any other spots of color at all. Uh, but if she goes into, like, a dark corner, <laughs> yeah. or there's, like, a clothes hamper that we have that's uh it's cylindrical and it's black and when it's knocked over on its side she'll crawl into it like a little house or something if if her eyes aren't looking at you yeah you would not even be able to tell she's there i lost her well i've lost her a lot in this house but the other day when i found out that she not she knocked the hamper over so that she could crawl in it it took me forever to realize that she was in that thing. I could not find that cat anywhere. And then all of a sudden, I think I accidentally, like, just kicked... See the glowing eyes. I think I accidentally kicked it or tripped over it, and then all of a sudden, just, like, out of, out of nothingness, it just... <laughs> two little glowy dots. Yeah. I was like, oh, there you are. It's only a matter of time before she's laying on one of the stairs, and I just completely fall over she does do that it's also dangerous especially in the morning she uh (laughs) likes to perch on the staircase yes it's very Uh, dangerous so first thing in the morning there's no lights or anything (laughs) if you're not paying attention you might just step on her and then fall to your doom (laughs) fall all the way down the stairs uh so back to the movie the nurse decides she's gonna stick with the gang uh, she goes to leave, but we hear some more of the snarling, screaming, screeching sounds. So she decides to stay with the gang and is like, look, wherever you guys are going, I'm staying because you seem to kind of understand at least what you're doing or what's going on. And also you owe me. You also do owe me. Uh, and this is where she introduces her name uh, as Sam. We get a couple of the other characters' names. This is where we find out it's it's Moses, Dennis. Or, well, we already know Moses, but we find out Dennis, mm-hmm. Jerome... Uh, and I forget the other kid's name. We do see at this point as well some new characters introduced, uh, although they don't have names. But what happens is they roll up to Hi-Hat. Hi-Hat has called in the reinforcements, which are just two other very generic sort of shrieking, henchman-looking guys who bring him a gun. And they just hang with him for the rest of the time now. Um... Their friend is still alive in the trash can. He manages to get a phone call a phone call out to Dennis and is like, yo, I'm in the bin. Remember, I'm in the same one when I hid from those guys trying to beat me up that one time. Yeah. But I can't move because there's a creature literally standing just right out in front of it who keeps bumping into it. So he knows he's there. Uh, and then the gang goes to another apartment, which is the apartment where all the girls they met earlier are. The girls let them in. 
the girls, again, like everybody else, don't believe anything they're saying about aliens. They just think they're talking crazy. Even though there's this older woman they've yeah. never met before who's also like, no, there are aliens. Don't mind that noise. It's it's speaking our, our of, cat who engulfs darkness. Speaking of the void, <laughs> she, yeah. heard, she heard her name. She's She's decided that she wants to lay on top of a paperback. But yeah, I also like at one point one of the girls was like, and who's this lady? I don't know her. I've never seen her before. Was this your math right. teacher? No, yeah, she's they make a joke about I didn't know you were going for your maths teacher. Yeah, your maths teacher. I controversial, I'm sure, but the fact that they say maths drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> maths. I could get it from a sense of like you're learning sort of multiple mathematics subjects, like geometry, algebra, whatever. But it's all just math. Well, I, I, went, I one time went to... Like, it's mathematics. I went I to, I I went to like, the little um, convenience store where I lived when I was out there. And I remember I was trying to buy something, and in my head I was trying to figure out, like, the conversion rate or what, like, the, you know, the coins were. And the lady was like, what? Don't you know maths? And I was like... <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> um, also, while they're in there, uh, Moses gives this very sort of powerful like speech that is kind of a... It really informs his character a bit and why he kind of does what he does or feels the way he feels and especially kind of it gives a more powerful moment towards the end of the movie. But he gives this speech saying, like, he's not even sure that they are aliens. It could be something that the feds or, the, you know, the government did because they're the ones who first put drugs into... Uh, we hear this in other things, but, like, the government put drugs into the black communities mm -hmm. to uh, cause violence and then try and get them to kill themselves. And that's what Moses is saying. is like, they put in drugs here, it didn't work. We're not killing ourselves fast enough, so they made these things and sent them here to do the job. Right. Uh, and then everybody just kind of laughs at him. It's like a very poignant speech that he's giving. That, like, there is sort of a message and something to it. But it's undercut by the rest of the movie just being, like, they're like, shut up, man. Yeah, whatever. These are aliens. There's the government that sent these things. Um, from this point, we do see one of the girls goes to look out the window and there's two of the creatures just on the window. Yeah. And they all back up, and then Moses is there, and Dennis is there. And Moses has the katana, and Dennis has taken a baseball bat, and he grabbed this little gun from one of those kids earlier, thinking it was a real gun. Which they, everyone was surprised. Oh, yeah, because Sam was, like, looking at him, and he's got, like, a little revolver, and she's like, is that a real is gun? Is that a real gun? He's like, yeah. And they don't let the kids speak or anything. They don't say yes or no. Oh. They don't say anything. And Dennis take they wrestle it away from him. And at this point, Dennis has it, and Dennis aims it at the window, and he goes to shoot it, and it's just a pop gun. Yeah. It's a toy gun that just goes... Psh, psh, psh. Uh, and when they do that, the creatures bust through the window and attack Dennis. And unfortunately, Dennis, the shittiest character, they even though he's wearing like a motorcycle helmet, they bite onto the helmet and rip his head off yes. and throw it through one of the doors. Over the girls' heads. Yeah. Uh, so one of, one of our central cast is dead. He's gone. 
<laughs> at this point, one of the girls takes, like, the main girl, she grabs a nearby lamp, uh, like a... Standing lamp. Standing lamp, I guess. Smashes the light bulb while it's still plugged in and uses the electricity coursing through it and stabs, prods one of yeah, the creatures. Yeah, she's, like, cattle prodding it. Electrocuting it. So it comes after her, gets into her bedroom, her and another girl are in there, they throw a sheet over it. The one girl's still prodding it and beating it with the lamp. And the other one grabs an ice skate yep. off of, like, a bookshelf or something and just starts stabbing it with the blade of the ice skate. Smartest thing in the movie so far. <laughs> While they're taking care of that one, the second one is coming after Moses. And he goes to lift up the sword and he stabs it right through the wall yep. and gets it stuck. And as the creature's getting really close to him, Sam, who grabbed a, like, kitchen kitchen knife, knife, stabs it in the bottom of the jaw, killing the thing and saving Moses. So now they're kind of even-ish. I guess. As far as, like, saving each other at least once. Yeah. Um, They realize at this point also, one of the girls more cleverly says... Those things were coming after you, Moses, and yeah. not anybody else. Like, they did not care about us until we prodded it. They were going after you. So they're after you, specifically. Um, probably because you killed the small one at the beginning. Right. So they kind of realize maybe they're trying to look for that one. So we need to go and get that one. Right. It, and it was, I did have a feeling throughout the movie, I was like, you know, how come we're not hearing other people getting attacked and... You know, out of all of the 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 apartments in that building, they're all swarming to the no, one window. Nobody, <laughs> and this could be like a cultural thing or something, but I know certainly if we were sitting in here and we heard some crashing or something happening outside, you would go right to a window, oh, yeah. open the door to find out what's happening. You're damn right I would. I am the nosiest, nosiest MFR. Yeah. I I am in that window all the time. Yeah. I'd be the first to see that. Can't get nothing past me. Um, so they all decide to leave the apartment. The girls are basically just told, like, get out of here. Just go. Get, get far away. Um, as the gang is leaving and Sam's deciding to stay with them, Hi-Hat shows up in the elevator with his two goons. And they start, he starts to shoot just aimlessly in this hallway. And again, this is where people in their other apartments... I mean, I guess if I heard a gun, I wouldn't want to go outside. But, like, no one else is like, is, what the fuck's going on out here? Um, the kids end up getting away. But as they do, one of the creatures comes walking out of the room. And it basically... And, and it's... Hi-Hat sees it, the other two goons see it. The two guys with him just book it back to the elevator. Yeah. Hi-Hat kind of shoots a little bit, uh, but also ends up running back to the elevator. And as the elevator door's closing for them to escape, the creature makes it inside of the elevator with them. I, I'm sorry. I just found this sequence... Just, uh, I couldn't... The Hi-Hat knows that there's aliens... He's yes. seen them, and yet his priorities are so fucked that he's still trying to come after these kids 
for getting into a fender bender with him. Like, read the room. Stop. Why are you shooting at kids? <laughs> Why are you trying to take it out on these guys? Like, you... There's no denying that the aliens aren't there, so you're... Yeah. Number one, kill kids. Number two, the world is, is under attack. Yeah. Idiot. Uh... <laughs> We then cut to, we see Biggs is still in the, in the bin. He hasn't moved. Uh, we also see the girls have escaped the apartment, the uh, building complex. They've come running outside the front door. We then see the white guy is leaving Ron's again. He's just strolling down the hallway. And as he's doing that, the gang and Sam run into him. Mm-hmm. And they hear the sounds and he's like what the fuck's going on and they see all these creatures like down the hallway um so they all stick together and they um they're all deciding to go back to ron's place because that's where the alien is that's where they're gonna go the we cut back to the little kids outside They've got a super soaker still. They're still trying to find these aliens. They kind of want to be big kids on campus. And they're like, maybe they've all left. And one of them goes, no, they haven't. Mm -hmm. And we see the outside of the building. And there's just a bunch of aliens crawling up the side of the building. Yeah, just swarmed it. And they're all headed in the exact, you know, same direction. Yeah. Uh, We then come back to our main gang. We learn at this point that the white guy's name is Bruce. Right. Him and Sam introduce themselves to each other. And the kids, seeing the aliens down the hallway, do what they did before. They light up some bottle rockets, some fireworks, shoot them down the hallway. You can hear that it's kind of like disorients the aliens or something. The whole hallway gets filled with smoke from the fireworks. Right. They use that as their opportunity to kind of move forward a little bit. And they're kind of in a little buddy system at first. It's like Moses and Sam first, then one of the other kids and Bruce, mm-hmm. uh, and then the, one, the other two kids or something like something along those lines. Uh, but they're going down this hallway, and the, the f- smoke is so thick they can't really see anything. The one kid's still throwing, like, firecrackers down there just in case yeah. while they're moving forward. Um all of a sudden, Jerome, kid with gla- class, uh, with the glasses, mm-hmm. hears Bruce hears an alien and thinks there's one behind him. And Jer- so Jerome faces like backwards with his little machete and starts like walking that way instead of just sticking with his friends and keeping yeah. going. He decides to like, go off to try and get one on his own. He ends up tripping, dropping his machete. Pulls a whole Velma thing of like, I can't see without my glasses. He's got his glasses on, but he can't see because of the smoke. He finds like bars in front of a door Mm -hmm. and gets up and he's kind of like, let me in. Hello, guys. Where are you? Uh, And then he gets attacked by him. Yeah. Uh, Another one bites the dust. The kid who got bit hears this. He goes back to try and get Jerome. And as he's going back, Jerome kind of crawls forward a little bit. And he's all like, got cuts and stuff and he's like ah help me and then he gets dragged backwards by the creatures and killed that's it so teenager number two dead yep 
we do see at one point that hi-hats did survive the elevator he comes up out of this elevator completely covered in blood his two goons had died yeah and he just goes to ron's so we know he's at ron's while everybody else is trying to get there the team does get to ron's and when they're let in hi-hats is there holding them all at gunpoint um did you say to you how he knew that they were there how who knew that they were hi-hat because he didn't he ask the two little kids like do you know where they are um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna help them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he tricked them into telling him where. He well, was. no, so no, so that was earlier. We did miss that part. While they were at the girls' apartment, the two kids saw from the outside the aliens break in, and Hi Hats asks where they were, and they point to that room. That's right. how he found them in the hallway the first time. Right, right, right. Um, he just goes back to Ron's because he maybe he's tired of all that shit or whatever. Um, it's like a weird happy coincidence that they all just end up there. Uh, so while Hi-Hats is holding them at gunpoint, everyone's sitting there like, dude, you don't understand, like, we have worse things to deal with than this right now, like, relax, there's aliens, you've seen them, you know this, he doesn't care, uh, he literally tells Moses, like, I was gonna make you, like, I was gonna bring you in, and then he crashed my car, and it's like, bro, how many people have died to these things, like, nobody cares at this point, but Moses... Everybody notices behind him, his big window, there's like seven of those things outside. And they're like, they're behind you. And he's like, I'm not falling for that. He's like, idiot. They're behind you. He, he also makes the dumbest comment about basically being like, I don't care about any aliens. This is my block. I run this. Yeah. They're not going to take that from me. Like, okay. And then they all bust into the window and attack him. Uh, this is probably the most violent kill we see in the whole thing. Yes, it was. The throat rip was pretty graphic, but this one uh, almost feels sort of like an homage to, like, uh, Day of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead, whichever, I think it might be Dawn of the Dead. Whichever one it is, there's a very famous kill where a guy opens up an elevator and there's zombies and they tear his guts out and it's a cool practical effect where people are actually, like, digging in there and pulling out like, yeah. and stuff. It almost feels sort of like an homage to that because he's on the ground. There's creatures all around him. We only see like his, maybe from like chest up, and then something comes over his face, and then it reveals, and like his flesh on his jaw has been yeah. ripped off. I wasn't expecting that. It's very brief, but pretty graphic, um, and well deserved. Very well deserved. Fucking idiot. Everybody else, while that's happening, manages to escape. They do go into the weed room, the green room, whatever it is. Uh, they've mentioned multiple times that that place is basically like Fort Knox. Right. They figured it's safe. Nobody will get in there. They're fine. They'll just have to wait out the aliens, I suppose. Uh, while they're in there, they do... Because, because there's no windows or natural light or whatever, they have to have like fluorescent lights mm -hmm. for or uv ray lights for the weed plants mm -hmm. and because of that they notice that moses is covered in some fluorescent something yeah like backlight kind of thing yeah like if you use the black light it would show up sort of thing he's covered in this stuff and they think that that's probably why they're all after him and we come to the realization that 
because we also see it in the alien that they killed that they've left up there from the very beginning. You can also see it sort of glowing. Mm -hmm. So what they come to realize is maybe similar to a moth, Bruce explains all this, um, maybe this one is a female, the one they killed at the beginning is a female who gives off a pheromone. Mm -hmm. So she, they just float through outer space, land somewhere, she gives off a pheromone, the rest come to find her. Right. And what happened is when they killed her, he got covered in that pheromone. So they're all here trying to find her. Right. And he's just covered in all the stuff that's getting them. So maybe that's why it's happening. And everybody else who's gotten in the way and died, just they attacked the creature or got in the way. They probably would have found, find it, find if they didn't. Yep. Um, they do also attempt to apologize to Sam for mugging her, saying... Uh, it's a poor apology. It's a poor apology, but they try and say, like, if we knew that you lived here, we never would have done that. Because we don't rob poor people, we just want to rob the rich people, right. sort of thing. And Yeah, so she was like, oh, so you wouldn't have robbed me if you knew that I was living here? And that one kid that first with her was like, hey, we're trying to apologize. Yeah. Uh, we also cut back outside. We see the little kids again. We find out in that super soaker, one, they find where the guy's hiding in the trash bin. And they see just the one alien is just very patiently sitting there. He's, like, waiting him out. It's a long, long game. They start squirting him with the super soaker. And they light a firecracker. They throw it down there. They filled that with gas. Right. So they set the alien on fire and right. kill it. And as they're, like, celebrating and going down the stairs, like, hey, we saved you. We can be a part of it. Police show up. Yep. Like, a SWAT team kind of police show up. They run. They also jump into the trash can with the with Biggs. And Biggs is like, you guys, you guys, he gives them a little respect. He's like, yeah. you guys set him on fire? Well, what'd you go by again? Probs and mayhem? Hell yeah. And the kids, like, smile. They got a little recognition. They're like, yeah, we're cool, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, back in the weed room, they're using like a UV light, black light thing to kind of check everybody, make sure nobody's covered in the pheromone stuff. Moses is like taking off his hoodie and all that sort of stuff, so he doesn't really have it on him anymore. And they've come up with this plan where Moses said, basically, I'm going to take them somewhere alone and then blow them all up. Uh, nobody else needs to die because of me. I'll I'll handle it. I'll deal with it. They manage to come up with this plan where Sam is going to sneak out. Since she doesn't have any of the pheromones, she should, in theory, be able to get around them without any issue. She's going to go downstairs to where Moses lives, turn on all of the gas from, like, the ovens and stoves and everything, close all the doors so that's pretty confined, and then leave and just get out of the building and run get get free so she slowly creeps out oh yeah they also give her her ring back yeah as like a sign of good faith sort of thing yeah moses asks the little flirty kid he's like give her the ring back and he's like what ring oh <laughs> man but it's ours um so she's sneaking out she's going really slow because again they don't know if this is actually gonna work as she gets by, like, the bathroom, the door opens, and it's Nick Frost's character, Ron, going, is it okay out there? Is it safe? And he, she goes, no. And he goes, all right, good luck. Yep. And closes the door. Bye then. <laughs> Not my problem. 
Um, so she does manage to sneak past all of them. They don't seem to care that she's there. They're all sniffing around trying to find the, uh, the female of their species, basically. She gets downstairs. She calls Moses on a phone. She goes into his apartment. And this is where we kind of get a look at his life in that right. he practically lives alone. There, he doesn't really have a, a family or a father figure or anything. He says he lives with his uncle who comes and goes, but mostly just goes. So basically he's living alone. The house is like kind of, it's pretty messy. Things are just kind of all over the place. She looks in a bedroom at one point and he's got like a Spider-Man bed sheets or something. And she's like, oh, you got a little brother? He goes, no, it's just me. And she's like, how old are you? And he's like, 15. She goes, oh, you look you look older. He's like, thanks. Thanks. I know. <laughs> Spider-Man um, bed sheets are so gangster. Yeah. So she turns on the gas stove, opens up the oven, has all this stuff going on, so it's just like leaking fumes into the air. And then she leaves. She leaves the door cracked open a little bit, and then she leaves and goes, look, it's all ready. Moses has basically attached the dead female onto his back, like a backpack, basically. Mm -hmm. Has the baseball bat in one hand and is ready to go. The plan is he's they're going to open the door, shoot these fireworks, and he's going to run for it. So they crack open the door from the weed room that they're in shoot out some fireworks to disorient the creatures in the living room and Moses just makes a break for it. Uh, he just runs. He jumps over them. We see one creature sort of realize he's there, like flips his head up real quick. But he just runs and all the creatures are starting to chase him. He's going down the stairs, getting to his, his apartment. It's all very slow-mo and dramatic. Yep. He gets into the apartment and all the creatures are coming in behind him. He starts to, like, open up some doors and stuff so that they can all kind of fit in there. And he opens up the, like, the balcony to the balcony, like mm -hmm. a sliding door to the balcony. And then he takes one last firework that he's trying to light and open, get. And he gets it, and he shoots it forward straight into the living room. And it goes off, and it causes a massive explosion. We see from sort of the outside, from all these people who are outside with the police around, this apartment just explodes. Yeah, finally we've got some onlookers. Yeah. Uh, so the apartment explodes, and, and like the girls we saw before, Sam, the little kids, uh, kind of realized like that's, that was his apartment, we know what that is, and in the as the smoke sort of lifts and everything, they see Moses hanging outside of the apartment. He's holding on to a, a British flag that is from, like, the apartment above his. Mm -hmm. He's barely holding on to it. He manages to climb back over. And so he's, he's safe. He gets back in. He gets in the hallway. We see Bruce, Ron, and the one kid coming out of the, their apartment. They find Moses... And as they're like, hell yeah, you did it, cops show up. Yeah. Um, all the cops are basically, the cops are basically arresting everyone left in the building. They arrest Ron, Bruce, the other kid. They uh, get Moses, who's in an elevator at one, the elevator at one point. The bloody elevator, so there's bodies behind him. 
they arrest all of them. They're taking them out the front. Um, we see that the kids and the other guy in the trash can, Biggs and the kids, got out of the trash can finally. We see the girls again. We see Sam again. Everybody's being handcuffed and escorted away. And Biggs is like, you don't understand. He saved us. And the other kid's like, he saved us. He killed the aliens. He protected everyone. Um, and they're all kind of getting locked into these police cars. And as they're doing it, we start to hear the crowd cheering, going, Moses, Moses. Mm-hmm. And Sam goes up to the police, and the police are like, yeah, you're the one who had the report, or these kids? And she's like, well, no, these, all the people you're arresting right now, like, they saved us. They, like, they protected me. They were good, and you're arresting them. And they're my neighbors. Oh, yeah, they're my neighbors. Yeah. Um, and as the crowd's cheering for Moses, uh, Moses is in the back of the car, or back of the van with the other kid from his gang who got bit in the leg. And he goes, you hear that? They're cheering for you. And then the film ends with Moses giving a little smile. Which to me reads as like he feels like he's wanted at that yeah. point versus what we see his life is where like he literally doesn't have anyone other than these shitty other kids that he hangs out with. I just love the fact that there's all these cops arresting these kids and no one's interested about all the dead aliens around no one's no one's gonna walk over there and take the gander right what is with everyone's priorities i don't know it's frustrating well i think it's probably it's certainly a commentary on a number of things which is like police responses to lower income places uh uh people who aren't white those sort of situations which again the movie does try to make it gives moses a little speech where he's talking about like first they gave us drugs then they wanted us to kill each other we're not doing it fast enough so maybe they brought in these aliens it's very much like those are commentaries to the plight of like not being uh, a well-off white person in society these days that time it was 2011 but that's pretty universal for most of history right there there was uh when they were all all together in the in the girls apartments at one point where sam said why don't we just call the cops and one of the girls said you know if you call the cops yeah you'll be you'll probably be fine but these guys are gonna get arrested yeah which they did they did mug people so maybe (laughs) maybe they deserve that a little bit yeah but that wasn't the point of that comment just throwing that out there um so I really enjoyed this movie. I remember when this came out, uh, I definitely did not see it in a theater or anything, and I don't, I don't believe it did well in theaters, um, just because like nobody knew anything about it. I had a bunch of people who were relatively not known any anybody's, and but it did very well critically, and then also, uh, practically everyone I know who's seen it after the fact has really enjoyed it. I am very surprised by that. I don't know how. I'm confident that when I showed it to you, you did like it. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I was trying to impress you. <laughs> I, I did not like it. I felt I spent most of the movie just going, what? Why? That is stupid. You're an idiot. Oh, my God. This is stupid. I did like that the monster, that the aliens reminded me. Um, what's that? Um studio ghibli movie that you got me to watch that had the little like sits, away. little sit sprites you know the little spirited bl- away yeah they reminded me of that 
except bigger and with teeth. I thought that was pretty, pretty fun. But yeah, I, I did not like the characters. My my favorite characters out of the entire movie were the aliens. <laughs> I was rooting, for, rooting them. for the aliens. Yes, the yes, time. I was. The aliens sort of, even though they don't have, they don't have eyes or anything, so they're using like echolocation and all that stuff. Uh, for whatever random reason, kind of remind me of critters. Yeah, yeah, they gave they give off critter vibes. And it's, I think it's just the like really large mouths and that they bite people. Right. And they're furry. And they're very furry. Yeah. So you don't like it. I don't like it. I don't. I have <laughs> zero interest in ever watching that again. What? And it, the the one thing that I thought was going to save it at some point was seeing more of Frost. Nick Frost. Nick Frost, because I love him. He he was fuck all in this. Like he was yeah. barely in it at all. I kept thinking like he's gonna save he's gonna save this for me, and then he just didn't. <laughs> he's just some weird fat old guy hanging out with kids and selling drugs. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> So I, I, I think it's probably safe to say this is your least liked movie that we've done so far. My very, very least liked. I also was confused. Well, I don't, now payback. Yeah. I don't like Midsummer. Oh, wow. so. Yep, that's that's the balance. <laughs> but I, I was also waiting too for there to be they they do a scene. I don't I don't think that you mentioned it, but there is a scene when Sam and the white guy are sitting down next to each other at one point, and he's like. Like, oh, you're you're not too bad looking. Are you single? No, and no, she, no. That's the other kid. Oh, yeah, that's the other kid flirting with her. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she says she has a boyfriend. He's like, well, where is he? He's not taking very good care of you, is he? And she's like, he's um. Uh, he's in Ghana. He's in Ghana do, doing Doctors Without Borders or something. And I was waiting for that to like go somewhere, and it just didn't. Like, why? Okay. I was waiting. Like, he gave me this ring before he left. Nothing? Nothing at all? All right. No, I didn't like it. I thought it was fucking, crazy. I thought it was fucking stupid. It's a fun movie. I hated every kid. It's a fun time. They were so obnoxious. Yeah, they're kids. That's the, that's the I've seen thing. plenty of movies with kids in it that are not insufferable. Are you sure? Who, who? Mug people? No. You deserve they're to go to jail. They're the, the cover, one of the things on the, the movie... It compares it Goonies meets what is it? Gremlins. Goonies meets Gremlins. What an insult to the Goonies! <laughs> Absolutely not. You take that back. Uh, I mean, in the sense of like it's it's a bunch of kid friends who go on this like fantastical journey sort of thing. Shit kids. Sure. Shitty kids. I'm not saying that they're not shitty kids. I agree that they're mostly shitty kids, but. Like, that's it. They're teenagers that have literally nothing to do in who uh, have are poor-ish, probably marked as just straight-up poor, uh, who are just, you know... Ready to it, take revenge on a dog? No. It, but, at the beginning? Uh, remember when they thought it was a dog? Yeah. You remember that? It, it's definitely a commentary to... Uh, the, it's like nature versus nurture thing like nobody's born bad or whatever but when you put people basically in slums and you don't provide for them and whatever that kind of shit happens i understand that but also i hated them (laughs) that's okay 
You win some, you lose some. You can't like all of them. You can't win them all. I would watch this a hundred times before I'd watch Midsummer again. You're crazy. I enjoy this movie. It's a fun little alien movie. Uh, it's got fun little moments. It's it's yeah. It's just it's there was incredible. there was one part that I did laugh at, which was I laughed at the the, the Ron. Yeah, Ron's weed room. What what is Ron's? Yeah, Sam. The the she's like, okay, so where are we gonna go? And the, one of the kids is like, oh, we're gonna go to we're gonna go hide in Ron's weed room. And she goes, what's Ron's weed room? And he goes, what do you say? Uh, it's a it's room. A, it's a weed room, or it's a room with weed, and it's Ron's. And it's Ron's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the way he said it was really yeah. cute. Anyway, I would suggest everybody watch this movie, or give it a watch if you haven't watched it in a while. Maybe your opinions would be different, but I've always enjoyed this movie. And it's 12 years old at this point? Yep. Yeah, it's pretty old. To each his own. <laughs> I get, I'll take it. That's better than nothing, I suppose. Um, but, yep, yeah, thanks for listening to Thank us you. ramble about this movie. We'll be back again next week with uh, a pick of hers, which, you know, you oh, never. Hopefully, it won't be as bad of a viewing experience for me. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if I get revenge. Force you to watch something again. Yeah. Or are we just gonna keep playing tennis back and forth of yeah. movies? But I mean, if we were playing tennis, I think this is match point. You just totally missed your swing. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thanks for listening. You can uh, whatever you're listening on. If you can leave a comment, review, rating, whatever it is, we very much appreciate it. Um, you can find more episodes from our past on there. Go listen to those. There's yeah. thir- 12 other episodes, I think. Maybe 13. I don't quite remember what we're at, but we're definitely in the double digits. Go listen to the Midsummer one. It's the best one. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. You can find us on other socials at coas underscore podcast. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, that sort of thing. YouTube, you can find us there. And just give us a follow. Leave us some comments or likes, things like that. Yeah. And we'll see everybody next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.